Hey y'all, <laughs> your girl is back and welcome to another episode of Black Girl Uninterrupted, hypnotic conversations on the misadventures of self-discovery, embracing the transition from girl to womanhood, being unapologetically black, and changing the narrative of the tribes with my tribe. Black Girl Uninterrupted is a podcast just for us marginalized black girls worldwide. Things can get really deep. And can even get a little rushy depending on the grade of the wine. Tonight, I am sipping on some pineapple Malibu, a splash of pineapple juice, and a little bit of crushed peach soda. Don't judge me. Guys, I have been away for more than two months. I needed this break. Oh my gosh, we have so many things that we need to catch up on. We have so many things that we have to talk about. I cannot wait, oh my God, to get into them. I can't wait to share all the dirt, the deeds, the good, the bad, and the indifference of all the things I've been doing for the past two months. It hasn't been that right yet, but it has definitely been juicy and enough to spread us a couple of episodes of Juicy Deets. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys do not understand how much I missed on the podcast. I had to step away a while just to get some things clear with what I was going through at the time. Um, February is always a difficult month for me for some odd reason. Um, I'm not sure why. It's always so hard. You know, I did the episode on um, being single on Valentine's Day, which was so successful. So shout out to everybody who tuned in to that episode, even though I was not even recording. That episode was still being fun. Shout out to y'all. I love y'all so much so all my black girls are uninterrupted yes ma'am all my black dudes that's tuned in what's up what's good make sure you are either in your car got me tuned up because it is gonna be so great the things that we gotta talk about so again renaming the drink i am drinking tonight it is some pineapple malibu some pineapple juice and also a splash of peach crushed um, soda. So it is pretty dope that you guys are enjoying whatever you are enjoying. If you're home, if you got these ingredients, I encourage you all to, <laughs> to make them and sip them with me as we get into some shit. Okay, hold on. Let me let me let me let me sip this drink, huh? I heard people like to hear me sip, sip drinks. So we're going to do this one more time for everybody that missed it. Get us down. <laughs> get us down. Oh my gosh, y'all. So let's get into, finally, another episode of A Black Girl Uninterrupted. So it may be a few of you guys that are listening and looking at the podcast and... 
you're noticing a change, a change in the name. And I wanted to kind of go a little bit into it uh, because it's so important as to why I reverted back to my original radio name. Um, I decided to walk away from, you know, being Coco Amore after doing radio off and on and doing uh, red carpet hosting a lot while I was in South Florida. I just kind of wanted to do something different. And even though um, it was great, it still didn't feel 100%, you know, and I had to step away from the podcast to just kind of, you know, just just take a lot and take a lot of mentorship um, into owning Coco more and understanding why that was important for me to continue on uh, to being Coco more as far as like my brands. Um, and I want to get a little bit into um, whether where, where I got the name Coco from. And a lot of people that see me now, I am not, I'm a little bit lighter than what I was as a kid. Growing up, I was very dark skinned. I was, I was a very cute chocolate bunny. <laughs> And I and if you ask me, I miss my my very very darker skin because it was just like something I really really loved. And as I grew up, um, you know, like your complexion changes sometimes depending on like where you live. I lived in Jacksonville, was fairly uh, colder than it was in Miami, so that had a play into it when I went off to college. And now I'm here in Houston. I'm like a mocha brown. <laughs> and it's just like, oh my gosh, can the sun curry up and come back? Because I need to get my chocolate back. So, <laughs> so I was about 14 years old. I was with my cousin Tracy. Shout out to my girl Tracy. I was with Tracy and we were walking uh, across the street to the USA flea market. <laughs> now... We are in Liberty City at this point, right? So we're in Liberty City. Her mom lives in the duplex there. We're walking across the main street, which is University, aka 27th Avenue, just to go and get some conch salad. Now, if you are from South Florida, if you're from Florida in general, if you are Islander, you understand how important it is for you to have your conch salad on a nice summer day. Okay. <laughs> so we are walking across, you know, the um the street and on our way back, you know, this guy, he stops me and he says, "A hey, blood. Why is it that first of all, we respond to shit like that?" <laughs> like, why am I responding to "A hey, blood?" Yeah, black with the shorts on. First of all, I don't, it, as a child, like as a kid, teenager, you like, what? What's up? What you want? Like, what you want? <laughs> but now, and you know, at older age, it's like, you talking about, hey, black, like, boy, get your little ass somewhere. <laughs> but, but so, you know, this guy, nice, handsome guy. 
And he stops me and say, hey, blood. And I'm like, huh? You talking to me? Just like that, y'all. I am so hood when I get real comfortable with my friends. And we don't get real hood sometimes. So, I'm like, huh? You talking to me? And he was like, yeah, black man. What's up? What's your name? I was like, Kiara. And he was like, oh, okay. Like, what y'all doing over here? And I was like, just going to the store. Y'all, I am so ratchet. <laughs> just going to the store. You know, I had to put it on for him, too. And he was like, okay, all right, what's up, man? You look so good. You look, man, you so chocolate. He said, man, what's your phone number? I'm going I'm to put you in my phone. And my phone is Coco because you so chocolate. And I was like... <laughs> Like, it wasn't no send me no pic, send me this, send me that. So, y'all really had to text, and y'all had to two-way, and y'all really had to really get to know each other. You understand? It wasn't this bullshit that we go through right now through dating, okay? So, he's like, yeah, man, I'm going to call you Coco. Like, damn, you so beautiful, chocolate and shit. I was like, okay. So, all my friends who knew me knew I started calling myself Coco. Because in middle school, they would say Crazy K or they would say, they would say Loco, Loco Coco or something like that. Because I was, I was crazy, you know, and I'm not gonna... I'm not going to deny those things. You know, hey, I told y'all about this time in middle school. I caught my ex, you know, doing some things. And the next day I brought the teddy bear. He got me with the hair cut off and all the stuff that came out. Well, not came out. You know, I took it out deliberately. Then I put it in a plastic bag with all the letters he wrote me. Then I just threw it up. I threw it on him, you know, when I saw him. in the girl. in their face. So... But we ain't going to get too much into that. <laughs> We're not going to revisit that story. Okay, y'all. So that, that, was, that was lessons from my exes. That was lessons from my exes. <laughs> so I started calling myself Coco. And then um, I went out to college. I really didn't use it that much. Because I was still trying to get the feel of like, you know, do I want to be there? Do I not? And then I got pregnant at 19. Um... My junior, going into my junior year, actually. Um, and then I came home. Then I started doing radio. And I kind of went through, like, a couple of different names. DJ Nanu. Like, I was really going through this whole, like, African phase. Like, I don't really know what the fuck was going on with me. Like, I was really trying to embrace this African side of me that just wasn't clicking. And... One day, I just kind of sat down and I was like, I really got to get a grip on what my name is going to be. So, I decided to just kind of revisit my childhood one day and I just, I was like, you know, I'm still, I'm still dark skin. I can be Coco again. And Coco 
Coco, once I rebranded myself as Coco more, I got so much love. I got so much response. I worked with a lot of different DJ groups. I had appearances with a lot of them. I did a lot of hosting in Miami. So it was a really big part of me growing into my own identity in South Florida. Uh, so that was really dope and coming out here, taking that break off and going through the things that I went through in those last two months was essential for me getting back to, you know, really understanding why I chose Coco. It was more than just identifying with my color. It was more than identifying that I was a brown girl living in a questionable time um, when colorism is more vivid now and it's more being spoken on um, it was more so about getting back to me and and facing me you know so we're gonna get more into those type of deep conversations but girls let's get into the tea all right, y'all. <laughs> I had to take a drink break. <laughs> like, let's not lie here. Like, I had to take a drink break. But anyway. So, when I initially uh, stopped recording for the podcast, um, I just kind of was going through a situation where I was just trying to get a lot of things done for the podcast. And none of them were pinning out uh, for the next two weeks. And, and a lot of that was my fault of my own not you know not following through not being good at following through not doing what I was supposed to do for them I guess and uh, like I said a lot of that was fault of my own and at some point you got to take responsibility of the bullshit you do right cool so then uh three weeks into the podcast not being uh, a new episode coming out my cousin unexpectedly passed away and Again, that takes two more weeks, you know, to to put her to rest. And I wanted to come back March, March 7th. And I got sick with allergies. And it was just like, oh my gosh, I'm just like dying. I really was trying to write out my will. I swear to God, I have a will now. Um, Because I just thought I was dying. And, um... (laughs) swear allergies was that bad for me um I decided to just you know okay let's let's take another week and then another week turned into a couple more weeks and I was just thinking about all of the things that I wanted to talk about all the things I wanted to 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 do and say on a podcast but no moment felt right and even two weeks ago I just got over a cold this week. So it's just like, God damn it. Who the hell is really plotting on my goddamn demise? Who out there in the podcast world ain't ready for this chick to blow the fuck up? But in the interim, (laughs) while I was going through sick and sickness and while I was grieving, a lot of great things happened for me um, as far as self, right? So when you are, I guess, in a weird place and you're grieving, right, you kind of start 
questioning your decisions, your choices that you made, um, you know, some of the things that you feel like you're missing out on now. A lot has to do with me not being there for my nieces and my nephews, which I miss so much. But um, something had to give. And a lot of it was kind of like my own thing. And I, w I started contacting my ex again. Ugh, y'all. Y'all know. Things get real... Shit get real bad, right? And you get to call in that person. You know damn well. You got no goddamn business calling. And that's why, like, a lot of people kind of make stupid-ass decisions when they be grieving. And then they end up pregnant. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I had to talk myself off the ledge. Like, I hadn't even gotten myself into a situation where I told my ex-boyfriend, I was like, yeah, like, I'm grieving at this point, right, y'all? Listen, I'm grieving. Don't y'all bitches judge me, okay? I'm grieving at this point. And I'm saying, like, yeah, like, you know, life is short. Like, this shit is just crazy. Like, I can't believe this. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, I just want you to come out here and just buy with me. And just, like, you know, life's too short for me to just be holding a grudge. And womp, 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 and womp, womp, and womp, womp the fuck womp. Okay. Fast forward, he pisses me the fuck off. Literally a day before it's time for me to arrive in South Florida. And so I say, you know what? I'm not coming to see you. Now, anytime I go home, I might get off with him. I mean, you know, listen, it's when when the to the toxic, the more toxic the relationship, the better the sex, you know. I <laughs> <laughs> and this is bad because no reason it, it should be no reason why like good dick is always attached to them toxic ass motherfuckers that you know goddamn well you ain't got no business being with and they always got the best dick y'all know I gotta whisper because my son in the other room but <laughs> but listen toxic motherfuckers always got the best and I do not understand why they got it. Why they got it. Why? Because it has me doing dumb shit like calling you knowing damn well. I don't even want to be with you. But I'm grieving right now. And I just need somebody to hold on to me and tell me it's okay. And things are alright. So I call this toxic motherfucker with this toxic penis but it's really good you know like it just you know y'all listen listen okay I done went home a couple times and every time I go home no lie I get I get I get it in toxic and <laughs> toxic and all <laughs> I'm so ashamed. So, fast forward. He pisses me off um, the day before I come in. I tell him I'm not, you know, I don't say anything. I don't even give him a call. I end up calling him three hours before I'm about to go to the airport. 
isn't that fucked up? Like, how rude that was of me. But that was good because, you know, I didn't, I didn't reactivate that damn soul tie. I didn't reactivate that soul tie. And if I would have reactivated that soul tie, I would have probably let that the stuff he was saying, like, low-key trying me stuff, I would have let it slide. So I told him, I was like, look, I wasn't feeling what you was talking about the other day. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't. It wasn't cool, yada, yada, yada. Don't want to buy with you no more. That was the first step in me facing my insecurities. Now, a lot of my friends who see me and they talk to me a lot, they would say, oh my God, you're like the, the most confident person, you know, I know, or you're so confident or you're so strong. And I'm like, Girl, I got problems sometimes. Sometimes I don't like what I see in the mirror. And sometimes you got to face what you see looking back at you in the mirror. And it's either you do something about it or you don't, right? And you have those two options. There is no gray area because the gray area leaves you stuck into a situation where it's like, Okay, now I'm here, right? And what else is there to look for? I'm just going to stay unhappy because I'm in this unhappy body or I'm not liking my hair or I'm not liking the fact that, you know, I have dark circles or the fact that, you know, my feet is humongous. My feet is a size fucking nine and a half. I have dark circles. I'm on the fucking chubby side. Like... I'm I'm a hamburger and a a burger, a hamburger and a burger and a small fry from McDonald's away from being on my 500 pound lifestyle. Now, granted, you guys, the bitch look good. I got shape. Even though I'm on the chubby side, she still got shape, okay? She still got nice, nice, nice plump little titties and a nice fat ass to, you know, round it all out. But... That's not the point. That's not the point. The point is, <laughs> the point is, right, that I don't like everything. And that was, you know, having that control in that situation where he usually is so in control and he's so on top of everything. Um, having that control just kind of reminded me why I decided to walk away from the relationship and gave me back that confidence to say, no, I don't want, this is what I want. If you don't want it, bye. And when I came back to Houston, he tried to keep contact with me. I kind of fizzled out the conversations and left it to, Hey, I'm gonna call you back. I'm gonna call you back. I'm gonna call you back until he got the point. That was the best option. y'all. <laughs> And th that was the best option I could give him at the time because I didn't want to deal with it. And granted, I told him, like, you know, in the process of grieving, like, hey, yeah, I want to come back to Florida and be with you. And yada, yada, yada. I, it probably wasn't the best decision to say all those things because it was wrong and it was misleading. But thinking about it, I was like... You need to stay in Texas. 
So, I decided, you guys, that I am officially going to give up my Florida's driving tag and my license to officially become a Texas registered driver. It's the end is near. The end is near, guys. The end is near. So, <laughs> so just fair warning, you guys, when it's time for me to give up my tag and stuff, I'm just going to be so sad. So, I'm staying in Texas. Um, you know, all of you all know about uh, Mr. Yeah. Oh, God, Mr. Yeah. He definitely puts that thing on me. Did a couple nights ago. Listen, ladies. I don't understand why uh, he just puts it on me. I just saw his shirt on the floor, y'all. So just excuse me. I got so distracted. I got so distracted. So back to the conversation at hand. <laughs> back to the conversation at hand. Um, so that was again, that was the first time that I decided to, you know, just 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 face my insecurities, face the things that I'm I'm scared of about myself, you know, truthfully about myself. And then move on and, you know, spark some change. Now, we're going to go into some things that I don't care for of myself. And we're going to talk about how I deal with them and how I am working to improve them. And how you can implement that into your daily routine on, you know, embracing the now and also looking forward to positive outcomes in the future. All right, y'all, we are back. And if you are listening via Anchor, you are enjoying some of our great music that Anchor allows us podcasters to add into the mix of the show so you can get a real good break of us and some music then the topics and kind of gives you a balance of similar to a radio show so this is pretty dope that anchor allows us to add music if you are listening by way of apple podcast shout out to you but you won't hear the music because apple does not allow us to do such things (laughs) but it's okay you're still getting the full version of the podcast so back to it so I want to talk about five things that I kind of noticed that I didn't care for about myself now a lot of people are like why do you care about that like why would you do negative talk right why would you encourage negative talk you would never know uh, what's wrong until you look inside. And there's an African proverb that I posted on my Facebook and that a lot of people was like, damn, that is so deep. When there is no enemy within, the enemies outside cannot hurt you. And I have thought about this because uh, it, it ranks so true, Right? I've had times where I've posted pictures of my natural self on Facebook and you would hear people say the nastiest things about my weight, 
my dark circles under my eyes, um, what I used to look like, um, and, and it will have such a big effect on me, even though I would do an amazing clapback. When I get offline, it's still my true self, right? I still have to deal with, with the aftermath of the bullshit. So, is it true? I gained a lot of weight. I gained a lot of fucking weight in in the in the past couple years. You know, I've definitely gained a lot of weight since I had my son, and I lost it. And I've always fluctuated with weight loss. So, and that's no one's fault, but my own, right? And and I'm okay to take you know ownership of that that is me that's me not you know taking care of myself not taking care of my body not watching what I put in my body or not even you know being cognitive to the things that it's happening and going on with my body not listening or looking at the changes as they progress just kind of enjoying the food and just fucking going like you know hey like obesity doesn't run in my family like it does everybody's fucking big bone okay so <laughs> so it's a situation where hereditary i am lighter than um what i was as a child I do not have dark circles just because I have them. That was once a part of my complexion that no one could see. So when you go from being very dark and now you're very, um, you're on the, in the medium tone and it's a big difference of your face and what the old skin used to look like. And you also have these hereditary issues right here going on your eyes. It's like, I can't, I can't make those go away. You know? So it it was one of those things where like when people would be like, Oh, like raccoon, you got raccoon eyes and it would be so hard So I would look up day and night, you know, what type of face creams to do, what type of, what what can help me. I would get so consumed with those things. And and then I found myself so unhappy because they cost astronomical amounts of money just to get a very, very small pint of cream that may or may not work. And I've tried so many creams. And nothing has worked in the past. So, that is one thing. So, you know, just not listening to my body, not being aware of what I'm doing to my body, the damage I am um, causing my body by adding extra weight. So, one thing I'm doing now as far as uh, weight loss, the beginning of the year I was around 278. I know that's a lot. That's big. That's huge. Um, <laughs> that's huge, but right now I'm at 248, so we are, t- we are doing good, <laughs> we are on a roll, we're, we're doing great, we're doing fabulous, 
Um, I'm just changing my habits. I'm not going to at McDonald's as much. I really don't even drink that much soda. The only time I drink soda is when I'm drinking and in my drinks. <laughs> um, I don't even eat Chipotle that much. And when I do, I'm probably in the bathroom like four or five times <laughs> in Chipotle from eating Chipotle. So it's kind of running right through a chick, okay? Um, I'm just not eating out as much. I'm cooking more. I'm doing more, um, I would lie and say I'm doing more fruits and veggies, but I'm not. I'm doing the cutback game. And the cutback game works for me. Every time I find myself buying some fruits and veggies, the day I crave them, they're, they're molded. And I'm just like, oh gosh, just a waste of money. So, I, uh, decided to just kind of cut back, eat better breakfast, um, have a very uh, larger lunch, and when I get home, I can just have a small dinner or a small Southwest salad that I make with some buffalo chicken uh, in my air fryer. Oh my gosh, you guys, I have an air fryer. The air fryer is amazing, and if you buy an air fryer, you want to make sure that you see how much grease is in your chicken, how much natural grease is already in your chicken, like, you would be so disgusted. So, every time I am making something, it's most likely in my air fryer, because the air fryer just allows you to just, you know, feel more confident that uh, the chicken tastes better without the extra fat. So, it's actually melting those fat uh, pieces inside the chicken wings, so it's it's really good. I love my air fryer. So, yeah, I'm watching what I eat. <laughs> I joined the gym, but I actually hate it. Um, it the classes are too early. Nothing really caters to my um to my time schedule, and I actually hate the gym. So what I decided to do uh was to start working out at home. Five Below has some amazing workout equipment. Uh, if you also go to Walmart, they have a lot of workout equipment that you can do at home. I have been following a lot of fitness gurus, uh, just kind of watching what they do, mimicking that, also mimicking the things that I learned when I was also when I was also in Florida. And I have my personal trainer just remembering those moves, those body motions that I made to make sure that I am doing the best form possible and also uh, reaching my goals. So I'm doing something good, guys. We dropped 30 pounds, so which is, which is good, <laughs> which is really good. Um, another thing as far as my body is concerned, I... I've noticed that I've let myself go as far as uh, my hair. Um, I kind of just get so relaxed that, like, I don't meet people and I don't do so much. So it doesn't matter if I get dressed up. It doesn't matter if I get my makeup done. A lot of that goes into how you go out into the world and what type of energy you project. So one thing I want you ladies to remember how you look is how you how you look is how you feel how you feel is how you look and if you look good you feel good and if you feel good you're gonna exhume nothing but light and positivity and project greatness. 
So one thing that I've been doing a lot more of is making sure I maintain my hair care um, and not leaving it in a ponytail because <laughs> I would do that. You guys, you guys, I would do that so bad. You guys do not know I would do that so much. Uh, two, I also got a great morning routine. I wake up. I do my workout. I do at least like 15 minutes of a good high intensity workout just to start my day. Just get my blood flowing, hop in the shower. Then I work on my face. And I'm not talking about a beat down. I'm talking about some good conditioner for the face, some good moisturizer. I'm putting on my eye creams um, at night and the morning and also making sure I do my flossing. And a lot of that helps you feel so much better in the morning. Like, I don't know why, but going into these 30s, I'm just sitting here like, I don't have a face care routine. I don't have a night routine. I don't have routines. I need routines. Somebody show me how to fucking do a routine. Okay, please, someone, raise your hand, anybody, if you want to show me how you do a really good night routine, let me know. I am all for it, okay, because I need to get into it, okay? I'm becoming an adult here and got to get this shit together. So that's what I started to do. Um, I want to improve that as well. Uh, going forward, I want to make sure that I do that every night and make sure that I take better care of myself, Um I have started looking to see a therapist because I wanted to plan this big trip to Cancun and it kind of fell through uh, just because the people that I really wanted to go just wasn't able to go. And I really don't want to, <laughs> y'all. It's just like the people I really want to go can't go. And... It was supposed to be such a big moment for me to, like, let out so much. And I just felt like, you know, fuck that. I'll just do it on my own. <laughs> I'll let it out on my own. And when I post where I'm at on my birthday, you'll know where I'm at. Solo or not. Solo or not. Most likely solo, though. Most likely. Most likely. Uh, another thing that I noticed that um, I'm working on is my emotional my emotional dependence on my friends. And a lot of the times we call like our, our friends and we just kind of, you know, unpack our shit on our friends. And, you know, sometimes they do it to us and sometimes relationships we unpack our shit on the other person and sometimes we can be an emotional garbage can to other people when they also have their problems or their things that they're going through uh and I just told myself like you know no we're gonna deal with the shit with ourselves I'm pretty sure it's about 10 of us up there uh let's work this out so <laughs> So when I'm going through this this problem with Mr. Yeah to circle back to him, I'm like, you know, Kira, you really don't have to like 
deal with him at this capacity. We can make this all about you and your needs. So um, just being emotionally independent, not unpacking my shit on my friends, not, you know, calling my friends for advice, just finding that independence in my own thoughts without outside consultants. You know, so just that's that's number I think that's number three, right? So the first one is taking care of my body. Um two, get into a routine and take care of my of myself. Number three is emotional independence from my friends. Number four, number four, I feel like it's a really, 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 really good one. Um, better my communication as a parent. I feel like since I took off from the podcast, I'm not as stressed to get so much done in such a short time because Monday through Wednesday is a lot. And trying to put together a podcast on Monday through Wednesday kind of puts a lot of stress on the person. So, Recording on a Saturday is always ideal. Trying to make that schedule work where I also have time for him on Saturdays and where I'm not so stressed during the week when I'm already tired from work. So just communicating with my son about the things that's going on this week, what needs to be, what needs to happen, what needs to be done. Thank goodness school is almost out for uh for his school district, and there's no homework. So we're not spending all night doing hours of homework anymore at this point. We're just really working on a routine of consistency, making sure he understands I come home, I'm going to cook. After I cook, you help clean the kitchen. We clean the kitchen. We both shower. We both shower. We're off to bed Hopefully, ideally, by 9.30, 10 o'clock. That will be ideal because then again, we're up again at 5, 5.30, getting ready for the day to begin. So, <laughs> communicating better and also with within communicating better with my son, not yelling as much. I've noticed that I've, I've taken a step back from being a, a, a lot of a yeller. To like a, hey, look, I'm not going to keep talking to you multiple times about the things that I said. Um, Make sure you get this done or, you know, I'm tap that ass, you know. (laughs) So, So saying what I need to say at a level tone often gets the job done now. For some odd reason, you can definitely tell there's an energy shift inside of our home since I stopped yelling so much like Khalil do this Khalil why is your room not clean Khalil grab the clothes Khalil why didn't you put the trash out Khalil oh my god what are you doing oh my gosh homework so you can definitely tell the home is um calm now and the energy isn't as stiff as it was before, you know, obviously we say the hell out of this place. 
<laughs> but uh, that definitely plays a part into the things that I felt like I wanted to, to be better at or I felt like I didn't really like about myself, you know? Like, I think I'm a really great parent, but I think I have um, some parts of me that isn't. And and we all fall short on the parent scheme, too. Like, sometimes we are not fully there as a parent emotionally. And sometimes we may get upset and we may lash out and just say, hey, like, just leave me the hell alone, you know? And, and I went from just saying, leave me alone. I just need 20 minutes by myself. I don't want to be bothered. I went from saying that to saying, hey, look, I'm going to take a five-minute break. Once we get inside the house, I'm going to get my stuff down. This is the schedule. I'm cooking. We're going to do our thing. We're going to eat dinner. I'm going to watch some TV. Have our little our little show that we watch, our one show. Let's go ahead and clean the kitchen. Get in the bed. Um, that is now my designated me time. When he's out of the shower and now I can get into the shower, I can do my routine, my night routine for my self-care, my skincare wrap up my hair, twist down my hair, whatever I'm doing to the hair at that point, <laughs> and just really take time to enjoy my me time without having that being the first thing that I do when I walk inside. So granted, you know, you want to take your 20 minutes when you first get inside the house but I feel like that always gives me lower energy throughout the night. If I don't do cooking, like, once I get inside, we're not getting dinner. <laughs> we're doing Uber Eats. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, let's, you know, let's let's try to keep it level-headed here. Let's try to keep it level-headed here. Uh, and the last but not least, I really didn't like my mood. And I'm a cancer. So naturally, I love um, slow jams. I love anything that's love-oriented. And, you know, all that good shit, right? And I would listen to this at work. Or I would listen to it on my ride to work. Or even home. Or when I'm just vibing and chilling and stuff by myself. But we don't always remember um, when we're by ourselves and we're not in a relationship. Those songs kind of don't apply to us anymore, right? You still feel connected to those songs because they probably remind you of a time where this was that and that was this. But you also feel a sense of loneliness when you're not in a relationship and you're listening to slow jams and it kind of reminds you that you're fucking lonely. So, so I decided to go on this hunt of finding black female artists who is projecting nothing but positivity. So I have changed my playlist. I've changed the music I've listened to. Uh, throughout the day to keep me involved at work, to keep me pumped throughout the day, to keep me on high energy because we do not notice, but sometimes slow jams get you in a calmer mood. And when you're in that calm space and then you start to thinking when you're at work, especially if you're one of those people who can have headphones at work, 
you're one of those people you start to think and your mind starts to go places and you start texting and you start reaching out to people who you shouldn't be reaching out to. In another podcast, we're going to talk about uh, connections and it's going to be on a whole nother level of of connections and and I'm not going to just disclaim and and tell you all about it but it's going to be really good. It's going to be really good and I want you guys all to listen to that episode as well. But sometimes we have to remind ourselves that a happy playlist is a happy person. When you listen to slow love songs or or your hurt hole playlist or your fuck these niggas playlist, you know, sometimes you get in your feelings, you know, and a good thing to listen to at work is podcast. So if you're listening to me while you're at work, shout out to you, bitch. (laughs) Shout out to you, queen. Shit, fuck that. Um... But if you listen to me at work, that's dope as fuck. I like to listen to podcasts. Sometimes you can watch or look or listen to TV shows. I do that with SVU because it just allows my brain to stay alert because there's so many sound effects going on in the TV show that you now notice. And how the brain works, it works off of functionality and and it, it, it does something to the brain to where it alerts you to stay prompt and stay focused when you hear sounds, bombs or ticks or slam doors. It allows you to stay more alert. Now, there are days where I cannot watch or listen to SVU because it might be a sleepy day. And that's not good. <laughs> that's not good. But you have to find something that allows you to stay in a good mood throughout the day. Especially if you're going through a phase where you're just rechanneling, refocusing, and rebuilding yourself. You want to stay in a positive mood and surround yourself with positive energy, positive music, positive things. Uh, A couple of people that I have played on the podcast is some of my now favorites. (laughs) Some of my now favorites, we all know I love Janelle Monet. I love, 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 love Janelle Monet. And it she just introduced me to so many other people. And it's just amazing, you know, how many black artists we have promoting positive black girl imagery. And you know, they're just living their lives uninterrupted as fuck. So, <laughs> we just went through my top five things and how I am coasting uh, and dealing with, you know, making those things better. Those five things are my biggest insecurities, how I look, how I feel, what I'm putting into my body, um, my ability as a parent to communicate, my mood swings. Those are all really big insecurities of mine that I feel like I've worked on and now I can talk about them and I can say, you know what? If somebody call me raccoon eyes, I'm like, fuck your mama because she probably got a raccoon pussy, you know? So it's going to be one of those combative situations. (laughs) But it's going to be a place where, okay, you feel like I got raccoon eyes? 
block and delete. That is that is my resolve. You know, if you want to talk about how small I was and compare it to how I am now, don't worry about it. Because if you don't want me at my big Monique, you're not going to have me at my Holly Berry moment. You're really not. You're really not. Stop all that fuckery. Trying to stay active in my DMs. Damn, baby. You know what? I like my size. I like that I got a nice, fat ass. Now I have a nice, fat ass, Texas ass. So now that I got a fat Texas ass, y'all can kiss my fat Texan ass. Simple as that. Simple as that. I'm out of drink. I'm out of drink. But I got a little bit. Y'all could kiss my fat ass. Just saying. My abilities as a parent, communicating with my son, we all fall short, y'all, and we all can do better, and we can practice better habits. One change, one thing that you see how you're communicating with your kid and you feel like it's a problem, you, you, work, at, you work on that as a person and... You decide to make the change to say, hey, you know what? I want to be better. I want to do better. I want to communicate better with my kid. I don't want to be that yelly parent. I want to be that parent that he can come to. He understands that he doesn't have to yell to get his point across every time he needs to make a statement or he's frustrated with something. Because I notice when my son gets frustrated, his voice gets a little louder. And I'd be like, who the hell are you talking to? You ain't talking to only little friends. So you have to remember how they see you dealing with frustration is how they will now understand on how to operate when frustration comes along. So you want to change that dynamic on how you react to certain things or whatever it is. You know, always remember that the kids are watching and they're taking notes from you and if you don't like what you're doing around them, bitch, change it. I love y'all so much. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and like I said, mood swings. Change change how you get up. Change how you go to sleep. Change that commute. Change, change the elements around you. Change the elements around you. And, and this just brings me to Nipsey Hussle. Like... He was such a beautiful person. And you can see when someone is 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 going through a metamorphosis, right? And you could see his change from where he was from the beginning. Did you, like if you ever noticed how how hard he looked he looked like life hit him for a long time, remember? And Nipsey Hustle looked like life hit him hard. At some point, right? And a lot of people would say, well, you know, money would change that situation. But a lot has to do with perspective. A lot has to do with perspective and how someone changes their attitude on those perspectives. So what you want to do is change the elements around you guys and watch everything, you know, just switch up change up and the the most beautiful thing that happened at Nipsey Hussle's um 
funeral was when a Lil Wayne's son talked about Hermes and he just said he woke up every morning and he said respect you gotta respect yourself and the element that you're in if you don't respect yourself and the element that you're in you will not ever love yourself you will never find you know gratitude you will never find happiness past the insecurities you will never get over the insecurities um and then Lauren London said at the funeral that he will wake up in the morning <clears throat> and part of his routine was to light sage before they left the house to ensure they went out cleansed. Ugh. Like, oh my gosh. For a man, a man to, to light sage and say, you know what, I want to make sure my my. My family's energy is on point before they leave this house. So that way they project good vibes, good energy, clean energy, and and just project light is amazing. So we have to remember the best way to change and the best way to get over our Things that we don't like about ourselves, the things that we feel like is is not working out for us in the environment, <laughs> it's to change the way we operate. You change the way we operate, everything else I believe will fall right into place. You'll be projecting light and energy, <laughs> just like Nancy. But you know, it's just just one of those things that we just we just gotta do, y'all. Okay, so if you are following me on social media, shout out to you because you know my name have changed. You're going to follow me, CocoMore.BGU. Make sure you are following the podcast at BGU Podcast on Instagram. If you're following me on Facebook, shout out to you. If you are one of my friends, it is still CocoMore on Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> uh, if you guys have any questions, comments, or concerns, make sure you are leaving me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and make sure you are favoriting me on the Anchor app so I can see it. If you want to leave me a message on the Anchor app, you can do so as well. I'll play it here on the podcast. If you have anything that you want to say to me, hit me up on social media. It's your girl, Coco Amor, and we are out And shout out to all my beautiful black girls living uninterrupted in this life filled with disparity.